Hello, 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 guys! Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia coming to you on yet another week. Uh, in the middle of the week, as I promised, we'll be doing a lot more interesting, fun conversations, and I have a spec. spectacular guest lined up for you guys uh, we together we have with us uh, author columnist um, a I, i i would say an intellectual but also a professional who's been uh, you know who's been with various institutes in the corporate world but now is a full time writer full time author ami ganatra and you know someone who's written for mind makers and full disclosure a couple of months ago we did a fabulous event with ami and in houston as well so welcome to mind podcast ami how are you doing very good very good thank you so much namaste to all your uh, viewers Nam- and very happy to be here with you adit today namaste absolutely absolutely our, our viewers and and we must not forget our listeners on soundcloud and itunes they always remind me that they were the early adopters of mind podcast we, we used to be audio only and then the pandemic happened and ah. everyone was like video bhi kar lo so now we are audio plus video but uh, you know uh, the great 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 fun and thank you so much for joining uh, for people people you know who who have been under a rock for uh, uh, the last 3 4 years 5 years um ami has been doing a f- phenomenal job uh, with two of her books the ramayan uh, unraveled and mahabharat unraveled but apart from that she's also been doing videos discussions podcasts uh, stocks and uh, you know doing a lot of uh, you know studies in depth studies on indic um, indic history Uh, and i i don't even want to use the word mythology because these days it's become very fashionable to use the word mythology but the the work you do i mean it's it's not just related to history it's also related to people it's also related to geography it's also related to civilization so you know f- before we even get into the books you've written and the stuff you've done um a little bit background on how you got here and what's the, what have you found uh, in your journey to discover this part of you um other i think um since i was a kid i think i have to be grateful to my mother for that essentially since we were kids we were always exposed to multiple language reading so um mm-hmm. in my house beyond english we always had hindi we had gujarati so i was mm-hmm. i grew up reading different genres in different languages the one which always had a deep impact on me was all the material of geeta press ya geeta press gorakhpur hmm. they had these chote chote pustaks called veer balak veer balika hai adarsh balak adarsh balika hai simple very simple in, uh, hindi but they had hmm. all these stories from the history from the puranas yeah about how some kids were so brave and how you know all the activities that they did so i think that left a lasting impression and this idea that we belong to a civilization where we had all these ideals even young kids you were so brave and of course the heroes and the heroines that was a different thing altogether mm-hmm. so i think growing up knowing that we belong to something that is so valuable and important always played a role which helped when i went out Uh, went to b schools which had a lot of leftist professors lot of leftist discussions it never let me go on the other side because the rooting mm. was there somehow mm. even then i'd say that i didn't know too much about what it meant to be a hindu yeah we mm. grew up in a middle class household puja wagere all that happened for sure being a gujarati we would mm. have the navratri wala garba and all that mm. but still there was no um 
exposure in terms of the darshanas, in terms of what uh, the Hindu philosophy really says. Yeah. That happened eventually when I moved to Hong Kong. Uh, when I moved to Hong Kong, uh, I, I, I was working in a team of like, people which came from 15 different nationalities. And uh, I say mm. this often that, you know, while we always say that stereotypes, we shouldn't stereotype, we shouldn't stereotype. I think there is there is a lot of truth to stereotypes. It's very, you see a person from Japan and you can pretty much predict how the responses or uh, responses would be to any situation. You see a pers mm. person from Germany and you will know the approach, yeah? Of course, there will be exceptions to the rule, but they are exceptions. Mm. More often, there is a certain way in people behave coming from the cultures that they came from, they come from. I think mm. that was uh, also the period when I read this book called Being Different of Rajiv Manutraji. Mm. And something really was shaken in me. Let's say there was a, um, a hunger or let's say a thirst to really figure out that if I am behaving in a certain way because I'm an Indian, because I'm a Hindu and my behavior, although I have not been aware of hmm. the sanskaras, it, it is a my behavior shows those sanskaras. Then what is it that I really stand for? What is it to be a Hindu? I think that's where the journey began. And then, um, you know, like everybody else, there were lots of questions about Mahabharata, Ramayana. I was exposed to them also through television. And then the discussions and debates had always gone on, had read a lot of fiction. I was very confused. I really didn't get answers to any questions I had. And that is why, you know, today when I see videos, there's this one from US itself, where a mother talks about how her daughters had lots of questions, the questions weren't answered. And then they started be be believing that they know everything that is need to be known of Hinduism. And hence, they think Sri Ram is very misogynist and they will not worship Ram, yeah? Mm. Or something like that about Krishna. I had mm. all the same questions, yeah? I had all the same questions and none of the books gave me any answers. Tabhi mm. laga ki, yaar, if I really need to know the truth, I will have to go back to the original text. Now, to go back to the original text, I also realized learning at least basic Sanskrit is very, very important. Otherwise, mm. the translations can actually lead you astray completely. And I remember this one incident where I was reading something and the word jati was used in the shloka. The hmm. word meant species. Yeah, it was very obvious to who would know any kind of Indian language. But the translator had made it caste. Caste had nothing to do with it. There was no hmm. caste needed in that in that translation at all. But that's hmm. that was the uh, understanding completely. And the brainwashing. Exactly. Because in, and I won't even say it was inadvertent brainwashing because even in our societies and stuff, I don't think people intended to, but it just happened. I, I, you know, sometimes I feel it is also, it's not necessarily inadvertent because mm. some things are so obvious. If you, mm. if you make a mistake there, either mm. you're really dumb and don't deserve to be a translator or there could be other, other motives at play. So I, I really don't know. But for me, it was a shocker. And I realized he, at least basic Sanskrit, I need to know. I can't completely rely on translations. So that's how basically the journey began. And then, hmm. yeah, one thing that to another Krishna willing. Fascinating. Fascinating. So, so then let's let's go dive straight into the work, right? Why why Ramayana and why Mahabharat is the question, right? That probably most people would ask. And apart from the obvious reasons and the significance that they possess in our ethos, right? 
as a person as a professional you've done your you know your imm imm uh, grad and so forth um it's almost like you drew back to something you read as a child or in your youth that's very very there in you know in our uh, in our households and so forth but you you went back you revisited them but you did it with a very contemporary contemporary lens and i don't mean contemporary low contemporary lens matlab ye samjhte hai ki suddenly uh, you're going to uh, put ramayan in like 2022 and and you know people will be dressed like 2000 contemporary lenses with the knowledge that what you've studied and then looking at something not just in an academic way right so why that and um, what was the result after you looked at it apart from the books obviously that you wrote yeah so um again i did not start my studies with with the intention to write writing was never the intention the intention was getting answers to the questions i had and i was how do i say i was really really disturbed to uh, to read things like or, or to or to know the stories of mahabharat ramayana i'm like you know when you compare it with other religions they have a very clear do's and don'ts they know what to do they know what is not allowed they know what is allowed whereas if you see any normal average discussion about hinduism sab chalta hai yeah and then they'll take examples from mahabharat and ramayana and they'll say see good people are also bad because they have bad qualities bad people also can be very good and then they'll give examples that oh look at karna he was such a good man it is just because he was born in a wrong caste he he never got his due they say ravan are ravan jaisa to bhai ki dar bhi nahi hai hai na all he did was to save his uh, daughter his sister and he didn't even touch sitama otherwise he was a hero he just kidnapped her and that was his sin and you're like okay just because he if people are saying that was his only sin and he's this big shiv bhakta then why what is the epic telling us that it not yeah. it's not about good or bad it's about if you do that one thing and then suddenly some bhagwan wants to come and hit you and he'll come and hit you i think what is all this these stories hmm. are so confusing is our uh, were our rishis so confused that they did not know what is right and wrong they are hmm. trying to always oppress who they think is the villain yeah and then there is this thing about history that history is written by victors so when people turn around and say that today we consider shri ram krishna pandavas as heroes it's only because they won and there is no other reason so then my thought was always that what is this are we saying that there is no value system in a, or at least in the past there was no values that people adhered to it was jisko jo chahiye wo and then always this thing is told about misogyny right girls were always oppressed ladkiyon ko padhate nahi the ladkiyon ko ye nahi karte the then they'll give examples of sita ma they'll give examples of draupadi and for me the confusion was in my family Hmm. in my extended family in my amongst my friends we never face that kind of discrimination at least not to not the kinds that people always talk about right so i'm like hmm. ye kya hai more often than not even in families where you know they'll say oh ladkiyon ko padhayenge nahi that could be the thing padhayenge nahi hmm. uh, higher education bahut zyada nahi karayenge kyunki shaadi kaun karega hmm. even in such families it's not as if they mistreated the women right ladkiyon ko haath pe rakhte the ladkiyon ko lakshmi bolte the and i'm like why is our culture so confusing why does it not make sense at all 
and then all this all the fiction work that you read where some mm. protagonist is taken and she is victimized you talk about draupadi every book that is written from draupadi's lens she is a victim yeah mm. i'm mm. like are these the heroes and heroines we have to look up to so you know maybe it's coming across i was really really disturbed and mm. i was not getting those answers so and i i remember we started having this discussions even when i was in i am amdavad and we had a mm. course where we read some of these uh, stories from mahabharat and these discussions would just continue so at mm. some point i was like okay no i really need to understand it can't be this way yeah i need mm. an answer to what did the epics really want to tell us because otherwise why are they called dharma granthas at all mm. and then i picked up mahabharat I'll tell hmm. you why I picked up Mahabharat because Ramayana, so I had assumed was <clears throat> doesn't make sense not for this time and age. In fact, even today, you see, a lot of Kathavajaks also say that oh, Sri Ram is hmm. Maryada Purushottam. Today, so Krishna just can't be Ram. You can't be Ram. You know, they will say things like this. So it was in hmm. my mind also that why read something that is not even relevant for today? That's what I used to think. But hmm. then when I picked up Mahabharat and I started reading Mahabharat, I literally had those moments where I'm like. Oh my God! I thought I knew Mahabharat. I knew I I I knew nothing. There is hmm. no confusion in the book at all. If you read the Grantha, it is very clear what is going on. All these things told to us mean nothing. Yeah, the book is very clear hmm. about what dharma is. The book is very clear about the positions of different people. The book is very clear about why Duryodhan and Karn got the face the consequences they did. Yeah. Yeah. After that, I. i was even more encouraged to read the ramayana because simply i was like what i thought i knew was completely not i i i didn't know it all mahabharat maybe it's the same with ramayana and i have mm. to say when i read the ramayana at some there, there were times when i was angry i was angry with all the people around me because i'm like mm. a a book of this profound understanding emotions beauty has been hmm. reduced to these two three words which keep people keep talking about there is so much depth in the book and people reduce it to aryan dravidian war people reduce it to ravan being great because he is a shiv bhakta people reduce it to sita ji always crying and you know misogyny or sita tyag hmm. there is so much to that book even these incidents that people talk about are so different and there is a reason why everything has happened yeah so hmm. Yeah, so that's why I picked up these two because the questions I had were largely around these. That's how it basically happened because of yeah, just my the the how do I say the the mental agitation that I was going through. Mm -hmm. No, and 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 I can tell you this, right? Uh, it's it's a very interesting thing because आजकल बहुत mythological experts आ गए who who fall very woefully short, right? But the the issue is you have to approach these with the curiosity of a child, but the maturity of someone who's producing a serious piece of work, not worried about commercial interest. कि my my book will sell twenty thousand copies, ten thousand copies, five thousand copies, or you know, who. But the fact is. we are talking about these books years after they were published right they have not only stood the test of time as was evidenced and i'm i'm not saying because amis on the show she knows 
after the Houston event, we did. We sold out of all the copies that we'd ordered so much so that we had to push people out saying, "By please, unko khane do. She's not eaten in ten hours. We need to feed her dinner." And no, I mean, I'm you know, it sounds very frivolous, but people were interested. And and here is what people told us when we did the event and stuff that you know there, there were so many things. We were like, what? We talked for an hour and a half, and there were two hundred people, and like three people barely moved. It was, it was, it was, it was brilliant on a weekday. That too. Um, but what that told me is there is hunger there is hunger for a open discussion of what things so let's delve straight into the topics that you talk about right the feminists talk about the role of the it's very interesting you talk about draupadi and sitama in in a way that you know queen draupadi was isn't talk about the the the, the thing that a left approaches the story of draupadi is which it, they will go and they will whatever Injustice that Draupadi was met out, they are going to save that with their words, and somehow that is the, it's, it's that insane savior complex that you know uh, uh, that many communities in US has also talked about. A lot of minorities in US have said that you know we don't want a savior complex; we just want an acknowledgement of the injustices that that have been meted out to us or something, right? So again, whether what was injustice was there injustice meted out to Draupadi? obviously there was i mean there's not even a debate about it Absolutely. but what her role is within the mahabharat is very misunderstood and that's what something i want to talk to you about and then you can take that segue and talk about the role of sitama in ramayana and you know the relationship that it's you can't just you know paint this all with one brush or with the lens that which we are talking discussing in this day and age Absolutely. So you know the one issue I have with a lot of these um, feminist takes on the epics is that they always assume, yeah, the going in assumption is that the three is oppressed, yeah, and everything mm -hmm. is only looked at with that lens. They will not see the situation. They will not see whether that woman has agency or not, and in situations where the woman has shown agency they will completely sideline it because that doesn't yeah. fit the agenda yeah mm. now i'll tell you one more issue mm. they will say draupadi has been mistreated yeah draupadi ko mm. daon pe laga diya she has been mistreated of course she is mistreated who mistreated her duryodhan karn and all these people but you see the narrative they'll turn around and say oh karna is such a big hero in their own fictionalized versions from draupadi's perspective they will make her fall in love with somebody who has insulted her more than anyone else in mahabharat think of it yeah she is shown to fall in love with karna on one hand she is shown as a victim on other hand they say oh she was actually in love with karna the man Who who was the one to even suggest disrobing of Draupadi? And yeah. and and just to, just to add, I'm sorry, I'm not interrupting, but just to yeah. add, if if that feeling may have existed when Karan came from the Swayamvar, twenty twenty five years later, it's very different from what that you can't just juxtapose that saying that oh, it's a in seed that has grown into this tree, and when Karan died, Draupadi's hair was white. Arey, but even there, okay. If she was so much in love with him, and if he also hmm. was really in love with her, will a person do something like that in a bhari sabha? No. Or 
right mm-hmm. so anyways none of this this whole love angle is not there in mahabharat mm-hmm. at all okay but mm-hmm. i'm saying the way they twisted because they want to make karn a hero and draupadi mm-hmm. also they have to show karn as somebody oppressed they have to show draupadi somebody oppressed so even though mm-hmm. he mistreats her he is given a free pass by the same feminists mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the most feminist you meet, they'll say, "Oh, Karn is our hero." Arey, oh. he is the one. If you see in Mahabharat, he never had anything good to talk about women in his dialogue with the Madhra Naresh, who was actually his uh, Sarathi that one day on the seventeenth mm. day of the war. Mm. You mm. should see how he speaks about the women of Madhra Desh. Yeah, mm. a man who had no respect whatsoever. Usko hero bana denge. Now, of course, there are other angles mm. there. Same thing they'll do with Ravan. They'll say, "Oh, mm. Ravan was only Ravan. So, Bhagwan is." He is our king. He is a Dravidian king. This that he was only oppressed by Aryan Ram. Yeah. Then they will say, and he didn't even touch Sita Maa. Kevel kidnapped her. Arey, but what does Ramayan tell us? One to is kidnapping. Kevel kidnapped her. Only kidnapped her is that enough that you go and kidnap somebody else's wife? And second, she was Sita Ji was not the first lady he had kidnapped, and he couldn't touch Sita Maa because of the curse that he was aware of. but he had hmm. raped so many women in his lifetime i just don't get this feminist dialogue sometimes the leftist feminist dialogue not just feminist yeah hmm. just because in your head you want to make ravan a hero oppressed of the aryan ram so ladkiyon ko rape kiya kitne hi you are still okay with that because you want to glorify hmm. him yeah and show sita ji is oppressed not because of Ra- ravan but because of ram hmm. yeah So somehow you <laughs> twist the narrative so much that the girl is always oppressed. Whoever have been shown as villains, as negative characters Correct. in the Hindu epic, are actually good, and the good people who we all lo- have to look up to are supposed to be oppressors. Hmm. Come on, yeah. Acha. Now, as you were talking about the role of Draupadi, drop that hmm. one incident of daow par lagana, staking of Draupadi is just one incident. Hmm. We, if you hmm. see. the role of draupadi in mahabharat it is so beautiful so gracious yeah i want mm. to say one more thing here when people say about staking draupadi and make it a gender issue she was not the first one to be staked yudhishthir staked everyone all his brothers mm. and him then mm. draupadi that also when he was instigated by shakuni yeah mm. so then how does this become about gender Do you have to say he hates men? Also, he he uh, he stayed all his brothers, right? How, where is the gender mm. angle coming in here at all? Yeah. So <laughs> I think all these things, when you read the text for what it is, just unravel before you, because this is exactly what the text has. The text is not written with taking identities. Yeah, they are not trying to find identities and genders and communities and everything. They are not doing that <laughs> at all. Our epics are very clear. Karma fall will always come into play. you get mm. the way you behave your karma mm. will you will always get according to the uh, your karma yeah the karma siddhant never fails this is true for everybody so mm. and the characters of both sita maa and draupadi coming to the actual question that you asked are extremely mm. gracious these women have a lot of agency they make the decisions of their own life including sita maa's decision of going to vanvas it is her decision yeah nobody has forced her throughout if you see shri ram comes across as someone who's actually a person who respects women 
all the yes. women in his life yeah he is not somebody mm. who is looking at sita ji only to oppress her no it's not the case same mm. is the case with draupadi where there is a, a dialogue called uh, um, draupadi satyabhama samvad where draupadi talks mm. about her role as a queen of uh, indraprast and i don't want to go into the detail of it but she basically is saying that the entire treasury of mm. indraprastha was under her nobody knew about the treasury of indraprastha as much as she did. she was like a ceo cfo of indraprastha yeah? so that's, that's actually lovely lovely description a ceo cfo of indraprastha she is so, actually that she is running the show there so so that is what i mean by contemporizing the mahabharat and the ramayan you know interpreting what it means in modern terms rather than using modern colors and categorizing it you know and stuff uh, you you can interpret what vibhishan statements are in modern terms right but if you want to show vibhishan on screen you don't uh, screen you don't need to get the a bottle of bill cream and empty it in his hair so i mean you, you basically it depends on how you look at it and so forth right so then let's talk about let's talk about ramayan right so um, i always i i asked you this question when we were by the way i have to tell you this i was watching a show this other day and it, it they actually mentioned a question we talked about in our uh, uh, conversation in houston where you said that a lot of people would not keep mahabharat home because they would worry that they would they would be in a fight and to which my question was mahabharat also contains the geeta and why were if that was the case why were they not enlightened after reading geeta right but such was the impact of these epics right or the fact that uh, that does not mean if you read the ramayan you would be condemned to 14 years of vanvas right you 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 ramayan is a story of resilience like for me ramayan isn't even a story at most of sacrifice uh, Uh, good over evil or for first i mean it's resilience how everyone you know doesn't whine about the circumstances they are in but find a way to uh, now one could argue why they are in the circumstances but the fact is once you are in a circumstance you have to fight a find a way to fight it and that's for me that's the story so when you are contemporizing such stories right and ramayan unraveled i mean i still find it being discussed uh, even now like i was talking to someone who was at our, at the event in houston and they were talking about uh, a very interesting point that when you talk about uh, ramayan is actually it's a poem essentially and then it's 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 essentially in khandas you know in you know you have the yuddhakand and and so forth so when you are interpreting a, a a work of literature where there are poetic liberties that are taken that you as an scholar would see that first paragraph may this is this is described in a certain way second paragraph because it has to fit in a meter how do you evaluate that and what what were your key takeaways when you read ramayan in its uh, uh, unabridged form so to speak well first of all i think i can only be grateful to bhagwan that he inspired in me the desire to learn sanskrit because i think hmm. because of that i was really able to appreciate the beauty of ramayana there is a reason why valmiki ji is called the adi kavi the the, the hmm. flow the richness of the language yeah the the similes that he uses are just extremely beautiful so one hmm. is that that just strikes you when you read ramayana the other thing is that it is not really that inconsistent i'll tell you where poetic liberties could have been taken it is in terms hmm. of describing somebody or something yeah so 
there's a lot of uh, there are lots of adjectives given and all of that so you don't uh, you don't uh, sort of anchor yourself onto every of that word yeah that said what i have also seen is that the epics are very true to the situation so for example he will not or both in both mahabharata or ramayana they say things as it is they will not try to hide something because it comes from shri ram yeah or hide something because shri krishna has said and they think it's not right which has actually happened hmm. later for example if you see a lot of later day retellings they will not pick up certain incident from ramayana or mahabharat mm. because the kavi at that point is not comfortable with that idea yeah mm. or the story will be changed because given the circumstances of the time and age they are in that incident doesn't gel in with their value system for example the story of ahalya right typically we are told that oh she was deceived she was made a stone da 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 valmiki ramayana is very clear it was her choice she knew it was indra yeah but her satitva her tapasya came to uh, was fructified just because in spite of that one mistake she committed she acknowledged it and worked towards achieving control over all her senses like all rishis have done before her yeah that is why she is great but the story is picked up and then repackaged it in a certain way you don't see that in mahabharat ramayana at all they are actually very genuine they are actually very true and very non judgmental i think that's the mm-hmm. best part about it. both in ramayan both in mahabharat yeah they are very very non judgment about things for example today lot of people have a big issue with are draupadi ke panch pati the yeah and then all sorts of mental gymnastics are done to show that nahi nahi actually she married only one angrezon ne ghusa diya char pati to to uh, to sh- to show that how we were people without any moral values no hmm. mahabharat is very clear she had five pati and the book is not at all judgmental about it nobody in mahabharat except this one person who's called karna except <laughs> him nobody has ever said anything negative about draupadi in fact there are couple of other examples as well where one lady is married to more than one person yeah no so and, and there is correct correct me if i'm wrong and a lot a lot of people talk about it but arjun's one year where he has to go in penance and exile is actually related to this whole discussions about you know yes. what time uh, 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 what time he uh, any with which pandav is supposed to meet draupadi right. and so forth and that is right. one of the reason he violates the promise and he's you know forced to go and that's where he learns dance which you know he in turn becomes brihanala when they go to the uh, matsya kingdom absolutely absolutely so but, absolutely but, but, but but people sort of paper over this thing as if uh, you know what happened uh, they're like i was like didn't you ever wonder if they were in exile why did arjun learn how to you know dance and how to play the dholak and so forth and they're like uh, uh, i'm like no there is a reason but when you read books in you know in chapters and in proses in you know and not as a text you know that's what will happen so yeah yeah um, absolutely Uh, so, so, uh, but yeah, continue what you were saying. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. There. No, I was, I was just saying that I don't even see them as exaggerations. I see them as a narration of how the society was at that time, and it actually was a lot more progressive and liberal in a lot of aspects. Mm-hmm. Like this whole concept of neo, 
right <laughs> the concept yeah. of leo the concept of gandharva vivah we think love marriage is aajkal thing no gandharva vivah is one of the accepted vivahs yeah gandharva vivah is basically a love marriage where the girl and the boy they mutually decide and they get married yeah and mm. that actually has acceptance in the society yeah mm. even though like it's not necessary dono side ka permission hai aisa nahi hai it's a proper gandharva vivah mm. children who were born outside of wedlock also got mm. due recognition right so mm. it is a lot more accepting society because the anchor of the society is different the anchor of the society is family the anchor of the society is a child yeah so things mm. will be made around it it mm. is a social the society is more focused on the social aspects rather than the complete individualistic mode that we've taken mm. in the current society mm. but even then it's a very very progressive very diverse and very accepting of diversity even within that and you see this a lot in especially in mahabharat but also in ramayan right in ramayan mm. shri ram comes from a certain society and certain community and then he comes to the jungle and he meets the the vanara tribe in the vanara tribe the practices are different in the vanara tribe if a husband dies the uh, uh, the the wife can marry the brother of her husband if he's died mm. yeah, with her permission so even that was acceptable yeah and nobody mm. is making any judgmental call on it that is how things are so i think i learned a lot about how the society was during that time and i would say the exaggerations are largely in terms of descriptions and maybe in terms of how they uh, narrate certain events which sound a little bit mythical in fact miracles. no and so in fact it. to add, to add to your point i think tara who was the queen of uh, bali marries sugriva he becomes the uh, yes. uh, queen of kishkinda but also curses rama for for um, for the whole I, I, and that that is narrated very beautifully in the ramayan you know is narrated in the beautifully in the in- interpretations and you know when we talk about it so so you know just to further that point but you know going to um, the the last third part of our podcast where we go into contemporizing contemporizing facts fiction and talking about ideological battles mm-hmm. right because unfortunately or fortunately the times we live in everything is interpreted in terms and i'm sure you know you get your equal share of admirers but a little bit of brickbats also because they'll read your work and they'll be like are you know how did you say not knowing that you have actually gone to the source material and they are reading an interpretation right so we we always joke that uh, this is the ramayanan sagar ramayan and the rahimasum raza mahabharat generation you know who is trying to argue with the vedvyas mahabharat and the valmiki ramayan so how, how shall the twain meet because they still believe that the people people in ramayana spoke with dr raza and dr raza did a beautiful job of contemporizing and making Rama, mahabharat so ramayana probably was more of a devotional attempt by ramayana sagar you know so i i should actually not even surat i i'll quote surat barjatiya who when he was asked you know when he remade ramayana samsad sade he said mere andar wo ramanand sagar jitni tapasya nahi hai ramayana banane ki it was beautifully put right but mahabharat was a 
pure made for tv spectacle with beautifully yeah. shot scenes you know actors who were movie actors right they were not uh, unknown actors who were just plucked out of nowhere and stuff so uh, there, there was you know a mature maturity within the society as well but when you're dealing with generation who's thought that read that and believes that to be the gospel truth no pun intended what do you how do you deal with that well i don't even think it is just a generation thing yeah i've seen this even in a lot of people who are mm. old enough in the 60s and 65 mm. and 70 and i'll tell you a very mm. recent example here yeah. aajkal mm. there is a lot of these controversy around adipurush and stuff going on i don't want to make any comments mm. on that but there are certain comments which i have heard saying that oh i can only accept arun govil as ram <laughs> yeah my ram cannot have daddy image only arun govil has to be my ram my ram cannot have any aggression on his face yeah now i have not mm. seen adipurush so i don't know how prabhas looks in all that mm. just talking about ramanand sagar ji's portrayal of shri ram yeah mm. what does mm. what does ramayan tell us mm. uh, shri ram was actually extremely physically strong extremely mm. muscular yeah there is a detailed discussion uh, there is a detailed description given on that very very muscular he was pretty much like a bahubali his, his uh, the words used for him are sihas kandha yeah sihas kandha ajana bahu yeah gudha griha gudha ye griha uska ye kehte hain wo they say that the 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 shivadhanush which he picked up he had so much power hmm. that that shivadhanush 5000 young men couldn't lift and he picked it up yeah the description of his warfare techniques is hmm. beyond imagination he's one of the strongest warriors out there he's not just this person who's sitting and sending out these beautiful smiles nahi aisa nahi hai yeah he is a person who's showing all kinds of emotions sabse pehli baat second he's extremely physically strong third he can be really aggressive and really angry when the time demands the word one of the words used for him is amogh krodh harsha yeah narav vyagra he is the tiger among men amogh krodh harsha one whose joy as well as anger will never be wasted yeah it is said that yasya bibhyati devaha ki even the gods would be very very angry and afraid of his anger yeah hmm. this is the man we are talking about yeah this no, is absolutely. what vaadhi ji has showed us but those who have seen ramayan it's we all learn from it lots of blessings i mean what do i say lots of gratitude to ramanand sagar ji for doing what he did but today when people are so attached to one thing that they have seen i think that's just human uh, psychology what can i say about it yeah no <laughs> absolutely that, uh, coming new generation is more open minded Uh, no, I think I think I, I I personally think they are. I think personally, the Japanese interpretation of Ramayan that that's something that I saw uh, uh, first as a kid. So that's very dear to my heart. In 1992, that came out. I think Yugo Saka did it or something, if I'm not mistaken, the animated version, and absolutely loved it. Uh, by the way, uh, <laughs> it's 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 a it's a funny thing that you said that uh, you're not going to talk about the Adi Purush thing and you compared Ram to Bahubali. So I'll say that she's not talking about the film Bahubali before. people come jumping oh, at no, us no, exactly. no, i know no, i know i know i know i'm kidding i'm i'm just i'm, just be, I'm being very facetious yeah. <laughs> i'm just I'm being very facetious yeah, yeah. No, because someone will take this 30 seconds 
Uh, someone will take this yeah. 30 seconds and put it. No, and and personally, I've had so I've not seen the film Adipurish as well, and I probably might not watch it given the clips that I've seen on yeah. on online. But my issue with Adipurish is in with screenplay and dialogues, right? I have no. I have no issues with people who pick certain actors to play certain parts because ultimately it's always their vision with what they do but what you say and how how you portray them that is up to you right so you you uh, uh, what what um, what am i saying right that they they can be muscular they can be a certain thing but they don't need to have tattoos on their faces or walk you know funnily or say lines that you know are not really uh, you you can be respectful in many ways and not but again you know we we want to keep it about the text or something and ho- yeah. hopefully uh, the fo- Although, uh, you know just to that point other just to sorry to interrupt I do want to say hmm. that I'm not even looking down upon people who have these views that Ram has to look only in a certain way, or Shri Ram has to look only like this, or only Arun Gavigovil can represent him. Because I have my own attachments. Yeah, like for me, if I think about Krishna, I cannot think beyond Nitish Bharadwaj. I think he was so hmm. beautiful, so he was so 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 good. Yeah. So I think we do stick to it. My only thing is, don't assume that that is the fact. Yeah. Don't yes. assume that. B.R. Chopra Mahabharat or Ramanand Sagarji's Ramayan is exactly what it is. No, because both of them have taken creative liberties as well. The difference, Absolutely. probably, what we can say is that Ramayan was uh, uh, Ramanand Sagarji worked on Ramayan with a lot of shraddha, and that shows. Yeah, his bhakti, his shraddha shows. in spite of the fact that the technology then was not so advanced and today when you see ramayan you do feel it's a little slow you know it is very singular uh, shri ram is very singular uh, uh, very single dimensional as well mm-hmm. but still the bhakti and the shraddha shows i think that is really important for anybody who is going to pick up these topics having mm-hmm. that kind of bhav towards the epic to treat them like they are dharma granthas where a lot of emotions are attached is very very important i think on no, the so- other hand i also believe that we cannot stop questioning so in us itself in one of the other places um somebody asked me and they were like uh, ma'am how do we get our kids to not ask questions if we tell them shri ram is hero they should believe it why don't they listen to us and i said sir that is never going to happen yeah and i'm not even against people asking questions i my shraddha towards these texts developed because of my questions yeah the thing is mm. how do you ask questions and you actually mentioned that in the beginning are the questions being asked with the bhav of dismissal or with the bhav of knowing wanting to know mm. yeah that mm. changes how you will understand the text as well because when krishna say, says shraddha van labate gnana it is 100% right when you have that bhav of wanting to know genuinely the text speak to you that's what that, that's what i think no i i absolutely agree you know but when you talk about interpretations right i i, I talked about surat bajatia doing that he actually said in an interview that he had written a ravan type character but he realized that R- ravan and the negativity that he did not come naturally to him so when he interpreted mm-hmm. he only used that part the whole mantra kehke sort of situation and that's that's how so it's also but then you also had the versions of mahabharat which mani ratnam did it sham benegal did it in kaliyug uh, prakash jha did it in rajneeti where nana patekar played a very interesting version of krishna where he had that you know the the but the interpretation with was one with the mischievous smile which 
I would say was heavily inspired by Nitish Bharadwaj's uh, smile, so to speak, yeah. in Mahabharat. No, I would say that this was pretty interpretation or adaptation. They adapted it for something that they wanted to create. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the whole controversy so, over Adi Purush was, I think, yeah. related to that. That you know, whether yes. was this an adaptation or was this an interpretation or was this somewhere in the middle? And that's a very fair criticism that you know you are because you can't market or do events with saints and then suddenly say that oh we were not even you know uh, talking exactly. about the. Exactly, but they had always claimed that it is true to the actual epic, right? That's what they said. Correct. We are going to be right. true so, to it. So, so now, I'm when, okay when that is it. not done, then. Yeah. Then, then you know the 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 criticisms are going to be absolutely valid. Yeah. So, absolutely. But coming to the you know concluding part of our podcast, and before we even get into that, uh, we uh, the tradition we have at Mind Podcast is to recommend people. So, I would first uh, before we give any other recommendations, please buy the Ramayan Unraveled and the Mahabharat Unraveled. It's available on Kindle as well. At least it was in US. I hope it is in India as well. If you can't, you can get the physical. Because I have to be careful. Once I recommended a book that I downloaded of. US and someone sent me a very angry email saying that bhai India mein to nahi hai. Aap, aap, uh, and then they, they accused me of downloading a pirated copy. I'm like, nahi, it's available in Amazon.com. So I, I I'm like, if you can't get it on Kindle, please get it. You know, please please get it on paperback and do read and write to us on that. But um in conclusion, um, I mean, and, and thank you, you've been very gracious with your time. So I really appreciate you giving us your time on this. Um, let's talk about how do we talk about uh, the education systems? Because ultimately, when you talk to parents, when you talk to youth, when you talk to kids, right? Parents have a similar question that how do we talk about Ramayana and Mahabharata to kids? When people ask us innocent questions, you know, or uh, questions, most of this is, most of the responses in Mere Ghar, maybe I've had this fight about, you know, I'm, I'm a Jain, so I've had this issues with Jain topics and stuff when I'm talking with my parents. You know, why, why, why is this there? Why is this there? And I personally love to read. So uh, uh, usually my, my dad, I always joke with my dad that my daddy, my, my late grandmother would be the, uh, uh, would bear the brunt of my questioning and she would very listen to me very patiently and then, you know, give me the, uh, the, the, the reason. But we would go on a path of self-discovery. But when you are dealing with a post-COVID world, when everyone thinks that getting stuff virtually, right, where they are going to be consuming this content as well, makes them an expert over this, how would you convey that? How would you convey that to kids and adults both? Yeah, I think, first of all, I, I, I would say that the good thing is that, yes, today a lot of parents are realizing the importance of also knowing these steps and they are making an effort. Mm -hmm. I think at some point we had lost that. It was pretty much believed that, yes, why do you even need these texts? Yeah? Read science instead. I think there is no this or that. Both can go together because these texts give us a grounding in actually what is dharma. How do we lead our life in a way that is more fruitful, right? The issues with today's generation, I was talking to somebody yesterday and he is a dean in a university here and he said a lot of 18-year-olds are facing, facing a lot of issues with depression. Yeah, and no. they are undergoing all these depression and coming from good families. These are not people who are who don't get to eat. These are people who are actually coming from rich families, if not higher middle class families. Why is this happening? Because the grounding is not there, right? There is nobody who can answer the questions. These questions are going to come. Nobody is able to answer them. Either they are told this is not important or they are told 
just believe because we are telling you none of this is going mm. to work so if we want our kids to really know these things we can't leave it only to the school the school system will change when it has to change parents mm. need to take that step and first learn it themselves yeah now mm. we have lots of avenues now you can send your kids to chinmay vision there are these lots of bar gokulams and stuff which i think are great to start giving exposure to these kids but by just sending them the work is not over the study has hmm. to happen of parents as well along with the kids yeah that is one hmm. second i'll tell you what happened again yesterday i was talking to this gentleman and he had read mahabharat and ravid he was very happy and he recommended it to a lot of his students <laughs> so these students are mba students yeah they are in the first year hmm. mba so hmm. one parent complained they said are i why is my son coming home and reading mahabharat what are you guys trying to do to him i don't want him to go into the spiritual path at all i want him to be wow. a grahastha yeah something of that sort so see the kind of understanding the parents have mm. today when in other religions if you see and i've seen this even in hong kong adit bachpan mm. se 3 years 4 years old they are sent to school their religious schools yeah sunday schools hmm. will be religious schools be it islam be it christianity whatever and our parents even when mba when a kid is uh, you know uh, curious and wanting to read mahabharat they like are bap re ye sanyasi nahi banana hai are is that the goal right so i think the study the decolonization so to say and hmm. the abhyasa has to start from parents you got just can't leave it to kids because when parents ask me all the time ki are how do we expose our kids to i'm like do you know yeah you will be the one to expose it to you will be the one to answer but do you know yourself you think you do you don't so even the parents really need to up their games here unfortunately we are not staying in uh, this uh, in a system where there are lots of elders staying at home lots of dada dadi kaka kaki wo sab nahi hai things have changed now there are goods and bads i'm not getting into that but it is what it is and so the the weight of this also falls on parents and if they really want to keep their kids grounded this is what they will have to pick up you're seeing this in uh, us also right it has become such mm. a polarized country in terms of identities yeah everybody mm. wears their identity on the sleeve can hindus escape it for too long no absolutely not otherwise they'll grow up with a confused identity and we lose them for sure. absolutely yeah. अभी तो एंड एंड हिंदू आइडेंटिटी इज नॉट जस्ट इन मेनी फॉर्म्स यू नो व्हाट स्वस्तिका मींस टू हिंदुइज्म एंड हाउ इट्स अब्यूज्ड एंड लुक्ड अपॉन इन दैट यू नो इट स्टार्ट्स विद दैट मेरे साथ ही खुद हुआ आई वाज वेयरिंग ए सो इन जैन्स वी कॉल इट अ रक्षा पोटली बट इट इट हैड अस इट हैड अ साथियो राइट इन गुजराती दैट्स व्हाट वी से एंड देन समवन लुक्ड एट इट एंड इज लाइक आर यू दैट एंड आई एम लाइक what are you talking about this is not a nazi symbol this is a symbol very sacred to you know jainism hinduism uh, you know to indic philosophy so uh, and then i had to explain and they're like oh we had no idea but so that, that's that's a con- but that's a conversation you had not everybody is going to you know ask you the questions you may be judged so i mean and this is just one example uh, there are many many other conversations and especially with ramayan mahabharat 
this will happen because it's not just an indian story it's a story in nepal it's a story in southeast asia it's a it's a it's a global phenomenon <clears throat> and and mahabharat mahabharat may you know may be uh, recited in certain countries but ramayan is recited in a lot more countries than even mahabharat is across the world so it, it, you know it takes that but you know before we wrap up any ट्रॉसिटी if these texts were not important at all why would academia spend so much time why would these foundations spend so much time and money going after these texts because they know that our ethics our culture our identity is actually rooted in this text yeah we look up to the characters are these ancestors of ours to lead our own life we look up to them for our value system and that is where for whatever reason geopolitical reason the attacks are happening yeah so we cannot just ignore it we have to be watchful and we have to own our narrative we cannot let people outside the system or outsiders or start owning our narrative and tell us how bad we are no it doesn't work that way. because if you actually read the text we were not at all bad we'll realize the value of why we need to preserve what we need to preserve maybe today the answers of a lot of issues which the society is facing will come from these texts yeah because i'll just end that this one note what is dharma yeah dharma is not religion everybody talks only of the religions dharma in essence means sustainability dharyate iti dharma right that is what our ancestors have left us with the sustainability principle and that is what shows in every uh if the way of life that hindus have lived so far yeah and that today is actually going to give answers to a lot of questions to problems we face even today yeah so we should not discard it we need to own it for sure lovely what a, what a what a lovely thought um to you know conclude this part of the discussion on uh we'll we'll you know of course there is a lot more to do but before we let you go me any closing words that you have about these epics these interpretations or the present day people you know uh, and and uh, of course i'm sure they'll read and they'll write to you about what they've read and the questions they've had about this no nothing i'll just say that there is lots that our ancestors have left us which with that we need to be proud of and we need to learn not just be proud of we need to learn we need to preserve and propagate ensure that our coming generation also learns it knows it it is not gai purani baatein it is as relevant today as it was then that is the beauty of these granthas that our ancestors have left us so please do make the effort make the time to know what we as hindus stand for uh, truly truly and what we stand for what we can use the ethos that we have the 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 culture that we have the foundation that we have to build uh, you know build build from and uh, i i think we've not even we've barely scratched the surface it's a iceberg that is so deep uh, that you know the the deeper we swim the the more fun or the more interesting it will get but uh, you know we'll here's looking forward to many more discussions but thank you so much ami for joining us 
on Mind Podcast today. This has been a truly wonderful discussion, and uh, we'll be you know we'll be back, guys. Uh, please you know like, share, subscribe. Please follow Ami on Twitter. We'll link her Twitter ID um, below. Please do buy her books. Write to us. Comment on this YouTube stream, and we'll be back in a few days with another fascinating topic, some great guests, and more discussions on Mind Podcast. Thank you so much, and goodbye. Thank you.